0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Jesus said fear is useless. What is needed is trust. Let not your hearts be troubled. This is Jesus 911, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We are back in action. We are 10-8. That means we are on duty for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Paul, we got a great program today. I'm glad uh, that we're able, that God has given us another day to live and breathe and have our being in Him.
2: Indeed, Jess. Indeed. You know, and and I just want to thank you, Jess, for, again, for uh, everything you did in bringing me to the fullness of the faith, because... uh, it's a, you know, sometimes I just, I, I, I can't even contain it. It's just so, the Catholic faith is, is so beautiful. And, uh, you know, uh, the discovery of, uh, you know, the Blessed Mother and, and just how, uh, you know, what her role in our salvation is, is just, uh, you know, it's such a, a, a blind spot in Protestant Christianity. You know, and uh, so I, I I, again, I'm I'm thankful to to have the fullness of the faith. And, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have
1: we have a uh, a young man that I met a while back ago. Uh, so there's a young guy that called me up. He goes, hey, Jess, I got two guys that he played college football with. He goes, there's two. Now, this guy's a, a Caucasian Catholic. He goes, there's two uh, mm-hmm. two young black guys that I played college football with. They're very athletic. And uh, they're coming into the Catholic Church. They saw you on YouTube, and they want to meet you. So I drove over to Tucson about two and a half hours from where I live, two hours from where I live. And I spent the day with this guy that we're going to talk to, Tyler Turner and another young black man. who uh, They played college football. Uh, Young athletic guys that are coming into the Catholic Church. And they had all kinds of questions. So I I spent the afternoon with them. We were barbecuing, and uh, they were just asking me one question. But you could see the fire in their belly. They basically read their way into the Catholic Church. And uh, I I was I was happy just to kind of like put the the finishing uh, moves on them, you know, just kind of polish them off.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, God is true, Jess. He says those that seek me will find me and I will not hide my face from them. And so, you know, I just I I, I lay down the challenge to any Christian out there uh, that if you doubt the, you know, the veracity of the, of the Catholic faith, uh, you know, pray to God, ask him to reveal these things to you. And, uh, he will, he will, you know, he will. And, 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 and I guess we're going to see that with the guests today, huh? <laughs> As, absolutely. But before he comes on, Paul, I want to
1: talk a little bit about ad orientum <clears throat> jump right into it. It's a pretty good article that one of, okay. this is one of the big battles today in the church, unfortunately, because of the modernists. Uh, Until the 1960s, Catholics worshipped at Orientum with priests and congregation facing the East during the Mass. Originally, Christians celebrated Mass before daybreak Sunday morning with the Rising Sun serving as a symbol of Christ's resurrection. This was testified by Pliny the Younger's letter to the Emperor Trajan in 112 AD. The common liturgical direction toward the East honored the resurrection and anticipated the Lord's coming in glory. The oldest Christian church discovered in the world without a later structure built over it the house church at Dura Europos in Syria dating from the early 200s was found with its altar touching the wall facing east churches were constructed throughout history in this same fashion with the altar whether against the wall or not oriented towards the east <clears throat> even though there were more exceptions to a, there were more exceptions to a strict interpretation of this geographical location, direction in recent times, priests and people still worship facing the Lord together through the entire history of Catholic worship. Services <clears throat> facing the people arose during the Protestant Reformation because ministers were focused on speaking to, the, to and leading the congregation. The priest, during Catholic worship, however, acts in the person of Christ and leads the members of the body in a common approach to the Father. The Mass does not focus on the people, But seeks to give glory to the Father through Christ and in the Holy Spirit. The Mass is not about us ultimately, but about coming into communion with God, worshiping Him, and being drawn into His life. Mm. Why then did we change the direction of Catholic worship to face people called ad populum, in contrast to ad orientum? <clears throat> the Second Vatican Council did not mention this change, and there is no official liturgical document from the 1960s that directed it. The thought followed Vatican II's constitution on this liturgy, Sacrosanctum Concilium, was that, at, was that the Mass, which had been celebrated in an often inaudible Latin, should be more accessible to the people. In the experimental period between the constitution and 1963, and the promulgation of the reform Mass of Pope Paul VI in 1969, <clears throat> the posture of facing the people had already become a standard as a kind of a spontaneous reaction to the liturgical mood of greater transparency and accessibility. We call this the spirit of Vatican II. It's not in the documents. It, it's the modernists. Just they, they just bullied this position and legislated it as something normal. With, Paul,
2: yes, go let's ahead. Just, let's, just, let's, just, let's just pause right here and talk about this stuff. <laughs> Okay. Uh, You're giving us a good dose of traditional Catholicism here. Uh, The one thing that I've noticed, Jess, is that every aspect, it's like every jot, every tittle, every little thing in the Latin mass Uh, and in catholic mass in general in the sense that we worship god with our bodies uh we you know we everything around is pulled into and points to the glorification of god Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so it stands to reason that uh you know they would uh when they when they erected the churches that they would build them in this way um that you're talking about. And I guess as we get further on into the article, you're going to see as to why they did it. So I'm going to let you continue. Go ahead. (laughs) It is truly amazing that, that a timeless practice of Christian worship, such as the pastor of
1: Adorientum would be abandoned without the directives of a council or even any deliberation from authoritative bodies over the past 50 years. It's become the absolute norm at the same time works such as Pope Benedict, the 16th spirit of the liturgy and you, we Michael Lang's, Turning Towards the Lord, both published by Ignatius Press, have, pinpo- have pointed to the implications of this way, of this change for, for the way Catholics perceive the meaning of liturgy. It appears to have become more human-centered <clears throat> than God-centered, indicating more of an enclosed circle than a transcendent action that draws us beyond the confines of the church. Inspired by these reflections, <clears throat> some priests have been seeking to recover the ad orientem posture, and not far behind that decision Controversy lurks. Many congregations panic that the priest has turned his back on them. Others allege a return to a property abandoned, archaic way of doing things. Father's taken us back to the past. Bishops will tell priests to desist, and two prominent archbishops have put restrictions on the practice uh, just this last year in the US. Nothing compares, however, to the literal liturgical war which has erupted. In India, with the syro Malabar Ark Arch- Ark Arch- Park parkey Park- 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 Park, Park- mm-hmm. of Inerculum Eparchy, thank you, Rich, <clears throat> of Inerculum and Gamali rejecting the decision of the church's governing synod to introduce a uniform celebration of the liturgy with the liturgy of the word facing the people and the liturgy of the Eucharist ad orientum. While this decree was implemented in the rest of the Syro-Malabar Catholic Church in Relative Peace, protests from priests and the lady have led to the replacement of an archbishop and violent disruptions of liturgies and meetings in this one arch- archeparchy. No resolution has been reached. What's so controversial about at Orientum that will lead to restrictions by bishops and violent protests? Although Vatican II said nothing about changing the priest's direction from Mass at Orientum, it's become a symbol of a more traditional liturgy, leading some to see it as as, a, as voicing hesitation or even a rejection of the new liturgy. If the post-Vatican II liturgy, liturgical changes sought a greater openness to the world, increased intelligibility, accessibility, and transparency, then the the return to ad orientum would seem to constitute an about face. For supporters, it would reorder the liturgy towards greater solemnity, transcendence, mystery and a common orientation towards God. Although there is nothing other than than custom that connects the new order of the Mass intrinsically to celebrating Mass ad populum that's facing the people, some priests and bishops may feel threatened by an older and even ancient custom as challenging the established order. The church will have to navigate this important question in the coming decades. Will we return to this ancient practice ad orientum? despite controversy or retain the congregation centered posture
2: that has become the new norm. Paul comments. Yeah. Make it quick. Um, two minutes. Yeah, Jess. Uh, the only thing that I can say on that is um, Lex Orande Lex credendi, which is a Latin phrase that literally means the law of praying is the law of believing. So when these uh, elements of the mass, everything, everything, about the mass the direction we pray everything is you know it's it catechizes us in our faith so the reason why uh you know a lot of catholics you know are are really lacking in what they believe in the thing in the in the dogma and the doctrines of the faith is because we have basically uh, uh forgotten um our memory, you know, uh, tradition is the memory of the church, and, it, and right. it, again, this is this is what catechizes us. That's right. You're listening to Jesus 911. Hey, up next, we're going to interview
1: Tyler Turner. He's a young black man that I met. <clears throat> he was playing college football when I met him. He's converted to the Catholic faith from the Baptist church. Uh, <clears throat> he's going to talk about his love for the Catholic Church and especially his love for the Mass. Amen. It's amazing to Yeah, it's amazing to see what God can do when a person pursues truth. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151.
1: Jesus 911, 911, Lord, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Psalm 69, verse 2. Hey, a couple of months ago, I met a young man, two young men, young black men coming into the Catholic Church. A mutual friend of ours introduced me, and we have him here on the show, Tyler Turner. Tyler, welcome to Jesus 911 with Jess Romero and my buddy, Paul Clay. I worked with Paul as a cop uh, 30 years ago, and uh, we still keep in contact. Tyler, Thanks can for you having hear me? me. Tyler, I was fascinated with the conversation I had with you when uh, we were over in Tucson, and we—you—I could just see the the love and the zeal you had for the Lord Jesus Christ and for truth, and I was very impressed uh, with the way the Lord has has uh, again because you're one of those guys that say, "Man, I want to know the fullness of truth," and little by little, God kept revealing it to you, and you're here, and you're now in the One Holy Catholic. An apostolic church. Now, I want to say something that you and my and my buddy Paul Clay, that I do the program with here on Mondays. Uh, only four percent of 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 blacks in America are Catholics. So you guys are a small minority, but Catholic, But black are Protestants are finding their way more and more into the Catholic Church. So Tyler, tell us a little bit where were you born and raised, and tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing.
3: Yeah, sure. And, and 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 thanks for having me. Um I would start, you know, I was raised, my grandfather was a, a Baptist preacher. Um, and so we were raised in church, like a many, you know, like many African American Protestant families, uh, you know, steeped in scripture. You know, it was it was very uh, sola solo scripture focused. Um, uh, you know, the Bible alone is, is is good for rebuking, for for instructing. Um and so I kind of orchestrated, you know, my faith perspective around the intellectual memorization of scripture equated to my spiritual strength, right? And so people would look to me, oh, Tyler can remember a lot of verses. I was biblically literate. And so that was seen as, okay, you know, he's strong in his faith. Obviously, as time elapsed, and I've, you know, grown in my, you know, Catholicism and understanding of of, of Christ's true teachings, I know that it's, you know, Ralph really Virtue in and, and, and the actual call to sanctity and holiness um, and that must be you know evident in your actions but I was you know really raised in a, in a loving uh, Christian home um, just being steeped in scripture but I would say as I continue to grow and progress uh, you know the vices of the world the vices that you're presented in high school uh, the vices that you're presented with in college those things became prevalent and when you don't have a personal call to holiness uh, you know your faith is pretty much this is the sin I rationalize. This is what I struggle with. And I feel virtuous for not struggling uh, with necessarily a sin that someone else has. Uh, but who am I to judge? Because I know what sins I have. I'm going to heaven. You know, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That was that was my perspective.
1: Wow. Paul, so, I mean, uh, Tyler, so when you were playing college football, is it is it a fair statement to say, that you are probably not following the Lord Jesus Christ during your college years. Would that be a fair statement?
3: Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I mean, just captivated by lust, uh, captivated by greed. I think that, you know, coming at for, for any young athlete becoming a division one athlete is kind of the pinnacle of, 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 you know, your transition into manhood. And so what comes along with that is, 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 is pride and, Yes sports perfects the man but you know the lifestyle that I was living is that sports almost becomes your identity and um I there's there's a quote I love you know as I became you know steeped in Catholicism uh, Cardinal Robert Sarah uh, you know a, a man is not born to manage his bank account he's born to know God right <laughs> and, and and you know it that that rocked my world when I when I read that you know, it was, it was no longer I wanted to be a professional athlete. I no, one, no longer wanted to be, you know, this super wealthy guy, businessman after football. Uh, now I just want to be a saint. That, that, that's it. I want to be a saint, and I want to share the, you know, Catholic faith with all of African-American Protestants.
1: Paul, at Commons. My, my partner Paul here. Paul, I can't hear you. Paul, we can't hear you. Okay, I'll Paul. We can't hear Paul. So tell me a little bit, Tyler. Tell us, tell me about your faith walk as a Protestant. Um, you knew the Scriptures, you were into sola scriptura, but would you say that you still lacked this? Like you said, that call to holiness, that virtue. There was kind of a disconnect between, you know, the memorization of Scripture, but then obedience to the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Was there kind of a disconnect?
3: Oh, 100%. I think that, you know, across a lot of Protestant denominations, especially growing up Baptist, and then pretty much as you grow up, a lot of, you know, denominational, uh, you know, upbringings cross over into non-denominational, you know, stances, right? Mm -hmm. You know, as you go to college and just get in more larger and diverse group settings. um, I I would honestly say that growing up you know christianity it was it was pretty much a proposal of what do you want to believe mm-hmm. um and then catholicism is this is what you have to believe this is what christ instituted this is what he passed down and this is what is primarily necessary for your salvation um i think it was it was more of a, you know all you need to really believe is that the bible is an inspired word of god when i was protestant um and that you know you can pretty much then from there, rationalize, because, you know, you're saved, you're, you're good, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that the, the disconnect happened when you, basically, our faith has to cost something. Yes. At that time, you know, my faith, it didn't necessarily cost me moral issues, so you could be indifferent on moral truths, right? And so I saw that as I got older, presented in political discourse, you know, um, yes, abortion was wrong, but if you wanted to stay pretty much theologically neutral and, 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 and popular, you, you wouldn't really speak on something that you're not directly involved in at that given time. But as I, you know, continue to grow my faith and, you know, stepping into Catholicism, they're telling you that this is actually what Christ believed and why we have human dignity and human nature and how that affects the entire scope of how the world operates. You see that these are fundamental beliefs that, you know, to be indifferent, it's it's, it's, a, it's a moral, you know, acquiescence in the evil. You know, you have to pick a side when it comes to moral issues.
1: Amen. Amen. One, one of the things that I, I believe that Protestantism— has given birth to moral relativism because, again, the denial of absolute truth, which which the door is open with Protestantism because, once again, you pick your flavor of the month within Protestant Christianity. They all believe in the Bible based on their private interpretation, what it tells them. And so moral relativism is already introduced with the whole notion of denominational Christianity. That you can decide what's right and what's wrong based on your read of the scriptures, and so the uh, I and mean, once once you unhinge the caboose from from the engine, now we have full blown secular humanism and relativism, but I, again, what I would say that it all started with. What gave birth to it was Protestant Christianity, the fact that there's no uniformity, the fact that it violates what St. Paul says, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God was Father of all. Tyler, let me ask you a question. So, who can you, or, or what caused you to entertain Catholicism, and what did you think about Catholicism before you jumped in, before you looked in. So tell me what person or circumstances caused you to even entertain the Catholic faith. I mean, you're probably happy as a Baptist Christian. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. And uh, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm a D1 athlete. I've, all the ladies like me in here in college. What, would, what got you to even entertain Catholicism? That's the first question. And the second question is is, what did you think about Catholicism before you came in?
3: Yeah. So so for the first question, um, you know, I, I felt like life was easy going. You know, I I I was popular. Um, I, I I had a great social network. Um, you know, I could recite scriptures um occasionally, you know, when whenever time permitted. I could go to church on Sunday. Um, but but I would say what what truly made me consider Catholicism was I had a really good friend. Um and he's a mutual friend of ours, Trey Brock. Um and you know, growing up, we we were we were all athletes. But I would say during college, especially on social media, he had this what what I like to call like this radical conversion. And so you're seeing someone you know genuinely uh, begin to post, you know, these things about Christianity that you were lukewarm to. That as Christians we have to believe this. We have to speak against this. Um, and 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 so you 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 kind of get a little inquisitive of why is this Christian speaking and acting this certain way? Each of us, our conscience convicts us. Are we wrong or right? Any inquisitive person is going to ask that, right? And so, ultimately, as him and I started talking, because this is the time, a lot of around the time that you begin to see a lot of social issues come up. We had the George Floyd issues. We had a lot of, you know, racial, uh, racial concerns going on around in the media. You have the role of the state. Should the state step in? What is the role of the church in the state? And so, as him and I begin to be talking um, at that time, you know. I have voted Democrat, Democratic, as 90% of black people do. Do I know why? No, simply because I didn't want to be the outlier that everyone spoke out against. But the more that I really begin to look into what the actual Christian faith teaches, I overwhelmingly saw that the Democratic Party was completely incompatible with the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, 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 and as I became to, you know, come to understand that I'm okay being that outlier, because what I'm knowing is it, it, it's undeniable when I look at the fundamental principles of what the party is promoting and then the actual gospel and the sanctity of life and marriage and in our human nature and human dignity that are defined by Christ, it, it, become, it became to be apparent. So I reached out to Trey, we began talking about these social issues. And at that time, I was still sold on being Protestant. I just realized, okay, I need an actual call to holiness myself. However, he made a definitive and bold claim. He said the Catholic Church is the one true church and the one true faith. Of course, that would upset anybody, right? No one likes being wrong. (laughs) No one likes being, uh, you know, hearing such a definitive stance that pretty much everything that you've done up to this point um, is, is not disregarded, no, but is that you're not living in the fullness of truth. Right, because it's a truth claim. It's an objective truth claim. Yes. And so, basically, what I did is I I, I did my own research, trying to set the prove wrong. So you start with the early church fathers, and you begin to start unpacking, you know, what the Catholic Church did throughout centuries. It's the oldest institution in the world, right? Uh, you know, from 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 the Western world after Judaism. Yeah. So basically, what what happened is I begin to see that the claim of the Catholic Church, it it it, 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 it rocked my world simply because the claims the Catholic Church made were the same claims I saw presented in the, in the gospel that the risen Christ made. Yeah, right? an,
2: an, an audacious claim, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, think about it. The Pharisees, they questioned Jesus because he, he proclaimed to be God and speak for God. He proclaimed yeah. to forgive sins. And the Pharisees asked, but who but God can forgive sins? The Catholic yes. Church has the authority to absolve sins. Right, and 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 so you look at these claims. You look at the miracles that are associated with the Eucharistic uh, miracles. You look at the miracles with the saints, people that were so utterly conformed to Christ that you could not deny their holiness. You know, whether you're Catholic or not, you can't deny Mother Teresa.
1: Tyler, hold on, hold that thought. We're coming to a hard break. You're listening to Jesus 911. We got Tyler Turner, Paul Clay, myself talking about uh, all things Catholic. Stick around, Tyler. We'll be right back.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151.
1: Anybody who talks about the Lord Jesus Christ should be like a lion breathing fire. That's what St. John Chrysostom said in the fourth century. We got Tyler Turner. I got my buddy Paul Clay. I was a cop with Paul 30 years ago. Paul's also a black Catholic. Paul, have you been listening to Tyler? You have any comments for Tyler? Our, bro- our new uh, brother in christ
2: yeah i, I i've been listening to I don't know how new he is just because he uh he articulates the faith uh extremely well okay <laughs> extremely well uh better than most cradle Catholics. yes yeah and uh yeah and Tyler i'm just uh you know i'm just re- kind of remind you remind me of you know paul says uh, uh, talks about a zeal for God but not according to knowledge i'm sure that your faith in the Baptist church, uh, you know, because uh, you and I have in common. I I actually actually was a cradle Catholic who didn't know my faith. Uh, When I got into the military, I got evangelized and basically left the church and became a Baptist. So you and I have that in common. Hmm. And uh, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of good things that I gleaned from that experience and that God uses today uh, but at the same time, uh, there's nothing, as as you articulate, there's nothing like the fullness of the faith, and there's nothing like, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, uh, to know certain scriptures, and I think Jess told me a long time ago, he said, yeah, Paul, they call it deconstruction, where you just take different verses to t- basically try to prove what you already uh, presuppose about what the gospel is, uh, so, 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 You know, just understanding that the natural habitat for the Bible is the Catholic Church. And so, uh, you know, when you when you started talking about, uh, you know, just that that call to holiness that each and every one of us have. Uh, when you read Jesus's, what he calls for us to do, if any man wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. I mean, literally, he's telling us we have to emulate Christ, right? We have to be uh, uh, Christ to this world, the mystical body of Christ. You know, we, we are an extension of the ministry of Christ. And that is, uh, I, I say that's that's not for the women and children, so to speak, meaning it's it, it, it's not for the faint-hearted. You know, it's it's for you know, you got to be serious. And and uh, uh, Jesus is is asking for nothing less than all of us. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your comments on that, brother?
3: <laughs> no, I 100 I, percent I agree. I think that uh, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was St. Athanasius. But, you know, God became man so that man may become God. You know, yes, is yes. the Father's perfect. That is, yes, yes. That I, I didn't take seriously, and now that I I realize that every moment we have to say yes to God, and I think that you know, speaking to you know, taking Scripture and parsing it out to you know, confirm what we believe. Uh, I I think one one big thing is that changed my world when I you know, converted to Catholicism was that when I looked at the table contents, when you looked at the Bible, I mean, it it, it means that there's a divine interpreter the gospels yes. are the gospels solely because the catholic church said so preach it. amen preach it hey <laughs> hey you know i got i got something for you though
2: you know uh i got a buddy who i grew up with and he is uh believe it or not we actually went to catholic school together but we went to catholic school in the in the in the 60s uh so uh i gotta tell you um we didn't we didn't learn a whole lot it's unfortunate we didn't really learn a whole lot back then but he is to this day uh very ethnocentric to the point to where it has caused a huge huge stumbling block uh you know uh an impediment from from him you know coming to the faith uh or embracing the faith but i told him i says listen uh, act 17 26 says from one man uh Uh, God made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out, you know, their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. You see, from one man, God made all nations, and, you know, these people that want to try to divide uh, uh, Christ up you know, and say, you know, like he's always constantly sending me stuff saying, you know, uh, you know, he'll send like a, 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 an artist's conception of uh, uh, an icon, a picture of, of, of the Lord from the Eastern church where the Lord is depicted as being dark. And then he'll send the, the sacred heart of Jesus where he looks like a more like a, a white European and he'll say, this is your God, you know, and he'll try to make that division, you uh, uh, faith in God is so much deeper than that. And I try to emphasize to him that, listen, the point isn't that, you know, uh, you know, was God black or was he white? The point is that, that God, the word of God became man. That's the point. He be, he he became man that he might be our kinsman redeemer. Uh, comments on that, Tyler?
3: Yeah, I think, I think um, one, one thing, you know, uh, amongst my community and kind of social sphere when I was converting was, you know, mm-hmm. just how we talked about kind of being steeped in the Democratic Party for African-Americans. Yeah. I think one of the things is that racial block, right? Yes. Not seeing a lot of African-American Catholics, but you know, this is the church that Christ instituted spread throughout the entirety of the world that encompasses every culture. Catholicism yes. itself is a culture. It, it it transcends every nationality, every race. And to me, you know, yes. going, going to mass and sitting next to an Asian family, Hispanic family, you know, a family directly, you know, from Africa, uh, you know Nigerians are very strong in in, in their yep. faith. To me, yep. that was so important because you know race is not transcended. It can't be divinized. It's 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 beautiful. It's culture. Uh, you know we we love it. However, are we're utterly due to Christ, right? We were made by Him in His image and likeness, and so I think that's the that's the thing is that for african americans i just if if, i believe that if we can break down some of the social stigmas that come along with political party lines and all these discussions on you know racial issues i i truly believe we can move forward with and getting back to the family unit that ultimately catholicism you know upholds
2: yeah you know you know uh, the, the movie avatar the first one i remember uh the, the military guy, uh, who was in charge. And he said, he talked about it, you know, embedding something so deep into the racial memory of the, uh, the, uh of the people there that, that they'll never forget it. And I just think that some of the scars, you know, that, that our people have gone through and have, you know, haven't, you know, have just born, you know, uh, you know, it's working against us now, you know, uh, and not, uh, you know, and it really, you know, I get it. Slavery was was evil. But, you know, um, I, I just think that, we're, you know, some we're just so hung up on on the race factor that we can't really see and embrace the obvious truth about things.
3: And, and I think, too, is that any political idea, it has to conform to Christ, even in the Lord's prayer, like on heaven mm-hmm. as in earth. Everything has to conform to Christ, and so any any evils that were done in the past, uh, at the end of the day, as of today, your moral decision making and call to holiness will define your life, and that will outweigh any past injustice. Amen, and amen. and I feel like we forget that so much that, uh, you know, I, I did not. I was born in 1990s. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I cannot speak for what happened 70 to a century prior. But what can mm-hmm. I say? As of right now, as a black man in this country, uh, with your heart set on God, you can't accomplish anything in this. Amen. Life. Amen. You, you know, it's it, it, so all the racial conversations and, 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 and victimhood and in and, uh, what was me. It doesn't move the needle forward victims no. don't change history that's right that's history, right right that's it's right it's listen people that make more decisions go ahead
2: yeah jesus that's is the great physician right i mean all we have to do is preach christ christ crucified and no no matter what your background is uh you know uh you know in christ there's neither uh jew nor greek nor slave nor free we're all one in christ and once yeah. you embrace that reality uh it's it's such a beautiful thing
1: Yep. yep. Hey, we're, we're, sa- we're, we're saved by grace, not by race. Uh, yes. no, th- yeah, <laughs> Amen,
2: that, that, brother. that's
1: an important top. Uh, com- uh, that's an important thing to re- remember. Tyler, yes. let me ask you. So what did you, th- what did you think about Catholicism before you looked
3: into it? So before Catholicism, uh, you know, I was, I was not against the faith, right? I thought that they were wrong about a lot, but it was an option amongst many, you know, growing up in Houston, Texas, um, there's a lot of Hispanic families that have beautiful cultures uh, that that had beautiful, you know, upbringings. And so they were Catholic. You know, I was around a lot of Catholics, but it was an option amongst many. Right. I didn't understand um, all the the art that they had. I surely didn't understand the Virgin Mary. That didn't make any <laughs> sense. I didn't understand confessing sins to a priest. I would never do that. I thought I would never do that in my life. And now I'm <laughs> in there weekly. Right. You know, so, so you, it, it, it's, it's the the dogmatic and binding teachings of the faith. And like I said earlier, it was this odd faith that told you what you had to believe. I was always understanding when you read the Bible, you're pretty much your own church, right? You you know, you can go to church that see be around a community of other believers, but you know, God to speak to you solely directly. Um, you know, but I think as I begin to come into uh, Catholicism I and mean, you see how all all of these teachings actually are biblical and then pretty much as every denomination has an exact date and person that created them in time that they were created, you <laughs> yeah. see that there's there's no human explanation for the Catholic Church. There There is no human explanation. I don't so know,
2: like, Tyler, you sound like you might have a vocation here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
2: that's all. A, that's God. all.
3: Yeah, that's in all I'm weeks, saying. I have, uh, in three weeks, I'll have my first son. So uh, my my wife oh, and okay. I so thank you to God. For that. Okay, oh, I didn't know what you,
2: I didn't. Yeah, you do have a vocation. Yeah, that's you right. Do. The case of being uh, a
1: father and a husband. God right. bless you, bro. But, Congratulations. But I
2: will. Yeah, and I will tell you this, Tyler. Um, and listening to you, it, you know, it's exciting, and, and you know, and um, I'll tell you that to whom much is given, much is required. And I just see that God has a lot for you because He's given you a lot. He's given you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And um, I, I believe that uh, He's going to use you in a powerful way uh, to um, to to you know. I, I, that that's just my opinion.
1: <laughs> You're listening, Jess Romero Tyler. Tyler Turner, Paul Clay, we're talking about uh, Tyler's journey of faith to the Catholic Church. Tyler, we're going to hit a hard break right now. I'm going to ask you on the next segment, this is a leadoff question, I want to know, what was the one issue that closed the deal for you, and you said, gotta be Catholic. So on the next segment, got a quick uh, hard break, I want you to tell us, what was that one issue that closed the deal you said, I'm in. I gotta be Catholic. Stick around. jesus Nine One One. We'll be right back. Tyler Turner sharing his faith walk to the Catholic Church.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888. 888- 526 2151.
1: Jesus 911, the Catholic faith is not right versus left, it is right versus wrong. And we've got Tyler Turner here, somebody who has discovered the fullness of the faith. It's exciting to see the way God keeps on bringing his people and bringing them into the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church and seeing seeing the bride of Christ just, uh, you know, bringing more people into the fold. Uh, Tyler, you're going to be a mighty sword in the hands of God. You're a young man. you got zeal. Uh, you got presence. You've got knowledge. Let me ask you, this, the, the question is, what closed the deal for you when you said, I'm in, I'm going to be Catholic? Because you're already following Christ as you understand him. But what sealed the deal for Catholicism?
3: I think, I think it was three things. Uh, the first, it was uh, Peter. It was, it, it it was Peter. I mean, it, it, I believe it's. Authority. Church. Yeah. It, it, it's such a powerful, you know, statement, like on this rock, I built my church. And mm. after studying history, after studying, you know, the apostolic tradition of, 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 you know, trying to disprove this definitive claim that the Catholic church is the one true church. I didn't have enough faith to believe that the Catholic church wasn't. I, mm. I, I couldn't no other church could have possibly been the church in which Christ was talking about in the book of Matthew, but the Catholic church, just from a historical lens. Um, mm. and, and, and then secondly, I, I think that once I really understood John 6, it, it was the first time that people had actually Love walked this. away. You know, it, it, it really wasn't. It, 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 it rocked my world from the, from the you know, sheer fact that if this was not Christ's body, then virtually all Christians would have been wrong for sixteen hundred plus years, you know, and 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 we supposedly got it right. There, there, there was no way, you know. I, I think, and then when you see, you know, you go, your disposition affects your belief. When when I went to mass and and I actually saw people bowing down in front of the Eucharist, there was nothing I seen like it, and and this is a testament to Jesse. You know, once I. Converted and I was having a lot of spiritual warfare, as a lot of converts to do, I would imagine, right? Of detaching from mm-hmm. sins. He told me to go to adoration for 33 days, and and, and seeing people bow to the floors, that if they bowed in front of Jesus Christ, as it is Jesus Christ, it 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 it. There was nothing I had ever seen like that. It was the most moving thing I've ever seen, and I had yeah. never had that feeling, um, you know, apart through my entire upbringing. And so I would mm-hmm. honestly. The, the, the primacy of Peter as the Pope, and then the Eucharist, those two things, it, it sealed the deal. And then with that, you have the magisterium of the, the Bible, right? Already being a, you know, scripture loving, you know, person, understanding that the Catholic church has the authority to interpret the Bible, th- there was nowhere else to go.
2: Wow. Tyler, Tyler, uh, as I listened to you, I, 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 you know, I just think about all of those things were true in my own life. Uh, Jesse, uh, when I was, um, when when he was uh, evangelizing me, he says, he says, Paul, uh, he says, I'm going to give you a book to read. It was called Jesus, Peter, and the Keys. And once I saw the authority, you know, and, and, you know, and I, it, it, I, Scott Butler was one of the authors of that book or whatever. But once I saw the authority uh, at, that Christ had given His own authority to Peter and then to his successors, uh, that was huge for me. And then, like you said, John chapter six, when, when, especially when you read the early church fathers and you see what they believed about the sacramental presence of Christ, yeah. body, blood, soul, and divinity, uh, uh, and, and when Jesus makes the statement, I, lo, I am with you always, well, Well, he ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. But how is he with us always? Jesus, Jesus, the word made flesh says he's going to be with us always. How? Sacramentally, in every Catholic church, in every tabernacle, all around the world, uh, we have the real Jesus. As you just pointed out, it is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, the resurrected Jesus Christ made present for us here and now when we need him. Yeah, brother, you got it. You got it. You, right. you read the memo. You got it. And you got me excited. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. Uh,
1: Tyler, uh, did, did, your, <laughs> did your family think you lost your mind?
3: So, so interesting enough, like I said, I think that early on, you know, Catholicism was seen as amongst many, right? And so it was like, okay, if this is what you're doing, if this is the research you did, cool, we support that. And, and I would say even to this day, my family genuinely does support it. Uh, praise be to God. My mother goes to Mass every Sunday.
2: Amen.
3: Wow. Wow. Um, my, my, my sister, um, I love dearly, she is devoted to uh, Father Mike Smith's Bible in a year and the catechism in a year. Wow. And, and she listens intently. Uh, my entire uh, family, when they're with me, when you know we get together, they go to Mass with us. Uh, my wife, she reverted when I converted to the faith. Um, okay, so there's, with there's all, a lot with me,
2: yeah, Tyler. With all of that, I could just tell you, like I said, to whom much is given, much is required. See, for being such a young man, and to already, as I was talking with Jess, we were commenting, like, "Wow, this guy is so well formed." You speak as if you've been in the faith for thirty years. 40 years. Uh and so so the point that I you know as you understand this call to holiness and 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 sanctity, you know this uh your sanctification, uh I can only imagine I mean you've already seen such great uh, uh God has given you such uh so many graces to bring those around you with you. Um he's got some work for you to do, man. So you're just going to have to present that body as a living and a holy sacrifice That's in ways right. that you probably don't even fathom yet, but Amen. trust me, God has God has great things for you.
1: Absolutely, Tyler. Let me ask you what What would you say are some of the weaknesses that you found in Protestant Christianity, and then give me some of the 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 few items that you see unique in the Catholic faith that separated it from Protestant? I think you kind of said the papacy and the Eucharist, but were were there some things that were kind of deficient? As you're coming up, coming up as a Protestant, where you now you understand that they were lacking in certain areas.
3: Yeah. So so I would say it was definitely not taking definitive stance on moral issues, not telling you what you have to believe, what Christ instructed us to do. Um, I, I would say that's one difference from, you know, Protestantism and Catholicism. Catholicism tells you what you have to believe. This is mm-hmm. what Christ taught. You can take it or accept it, but definitively, this is what he said.
0: Yeah, No um, options. Say,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say another one would be the idea of judging, right? The idea of being inclusive and like loving and, you know, loving your neighbor, loving your neighbors, giving them the truth, the objective Ooh. truth, who is Christ himself. That yes. is what the Catholic church gives. It gives Christ nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. That's uh, right. You know, I, my Protestant background, it was, it was roundabout ways. It was okay. Well, let's softly know it. What is the hard truth and, right. and allow the world to take it or accept it? Um, I would also say prayer, right? You 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 have the prayers, you know, that you know were maybe said during church growing up. Uh maybe even you know the, the music was kind of like a concert almost. And I love gospel music, right? I grew up on it. But at the end of the day, that that itself is not the sacrifice of uniting yourself to Christ, right? It is it is the Eucharist itself. It is it's it's not worship. Necessary. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not just a moving sermon, uh-huh. right? It has to be the sacrifice that we die to self and live for Christ. Um, and then ultimately, I think the, the, the Virgin Mary, uh, the, the rosary, you know, it's, I, I remember when I met Jesse, he was wearing a, a shirt that said, real man, pray the rosary. And, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was something so simple. It, it, it's just a shirt, but mm. it encompasses pretty much the entire spiritual life. Yes. You know, it, it, it's, the, it's the dedication. It's when you don't feel like praying, no, you have to pray. You have to commit. You know, you have to persevere. Um in the graces that you know God allowed you know his mother to bestow on us, you don't find that in the Protestant church. And in in you know, how have a mother without a father? Mm. You know, or, or a father without a mother, vice versa. Yeah. You know, yeah, Tyler, let me interject here. That's what
2: I noticed. Uh listen, uh everything in the in the physical world, you know, uh, yes, God made it reflects spiritual realities. And when He created motherhood. All motherhood was designed after our blessed mother. You know what I mean? Because she existed in the mind of God. And, you know. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, always. You know. Uh, and so. Uh, you know. Every part of creation, then. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. And, and and motherhood is derived from her motherhood. Yep. And you know what I mean? And just to understand that, that God gave us a mother. He gave us a, a you know, a, a, you know, a complete family as St. As uh, John Paul II said, uh, God in his deepest mystery is a family. You know what I mean? He has yep. fatherhood. He has sonship and, and the essence of family, which is love. And he did not at, at the foot of the cross. He gave us Jesus Christ gave us his own mother. What a beautiful thing, huh? Amen. And, and, and we all know what a mama bear is like and how a mother just defends <laughs> her children. And I mean, she will literally, you know, do anything to defend her children. And that's who the blessed mother is for us. She is, uh, you know, all the graces of Christ flow to us. Uh, somebody gave me the illustration. I think it was Jesse. He says, listen, yeah. Christ is the head. The church is the mystical body, but Mary's the neck that that's connects right. the head to the body.
3: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and even with that, I think that you know, Mary's children, the saints, the ones that yeah. so utterly conform themselves to Christ, they, they were role models I have now in Catholicism that I did not have in Protestantism. Mm. Right. There are these role models to say that look at how this person walked completely against the crowd. Right. How they, they denounced, you know, the riches and 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 some of them even families and 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 friends and wealth. They, you know, they professions, they announced everything and said. I will live for Christ. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that was beautiful. And then, you know, lastly, um, just the universality of the church, right? If I when I was Protestant, and, and I would say for any Protestant now, you you can't go to the same church throughout the entirety of the world. If you go on vacation, you're just gonna miss church that Sunday. With Catholicism, you know, and especially with the Latin Mass, no matter where you are in the world, you're at a Catholic church. And it yeah. is it,
2: Yep. Yeah. To, and just to pick up on that, you're right. Protestant churches center on the pastor and his charisma versus the Catholic church centers on Christ. It, everything is to be centered on Christ and, and not the, Eucharist. the man. Yeah, you,
1: yeah. right. Yes. Good stuff. We're going to have to
2: have you on again. What a joy.
1: Uh, and uh, may the Lord bless you, Lord, and keep you safe and shine his face upon you and be gracious yeah. to you and be kind to you and give you his peace. Uh, we I, I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tyler, thanks a lot, brother, for coming on. Paul and myself, we expect great things from you. We'll keep oh, in yeah. touch. You got and, my and number. Yes.
3: And, yes, and lastly, uh, just to let you know, Jesse, uh, I'm coming out with a book. It's called A Letter to the Black Church. Mm. And, it is, uh, wow. and, and, and I think it's going to be powerful. But but God willing, y'all pray for me. I, 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 I truly desire to, to bring as many African-Americans to the fullness of the Catholic faith and so that that's hopefully
1: what work I'm going to promote
2: that book far I'll, and wide brother and hey and I want to connect with you on the phone and, yeah. and, and, and and you know and and talk about some of these I'll things. make that but happen Jess, I'll go- make that happen yeah Je- yeah Jess, I'm going to start hey, calling the That's a wrap. That's, a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap we'll be back God bless you right. talk to you soon